My next guest is the CEO and founder of PH Creative, recognized as one of the leading employer brand agencies in the world. He's a two-time best-selling author, Getting Goosebumps, A Pragmatic Guide to Inbound Marketing and Talent Attraction, and his second book, Give and Get Employer Branding. Brian Adams, welcome to Talent Blazers. Good to see you, David. Thanks for having me on. Now, for those who don't know PH Creative, uh, can you share with, with uh, the audience who uh, PH Creative is? Yeah, sure. So we're a specialist employer brand agency. We've been around about 18 years, um, focusing on EVP and employer brand probably the last 10 years. And we're calibrated to work with global brands with complex um, talent audiences. And we work with the likes of American Airlines, Apple, Nike, Ford, uh, organizations of, of that nature. We're uh, we're recording at the moment, and you're in uh, you're in the UK, but you're also you also spend a lot of time in the US as well. Where uh, where are the offices? And so there's a there's about 120 of us now, and we're disparately spread over UK, Europe, North America, South America, and we've we've got one person in New Zealand as well. So we're slowly expanding. Um, over there. <clears throat> I spend most of my time in San Diego. Uh, I travel between there and London. I'm in sunny Liverpool, the centre of the universe at the moment. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're unpacking in season three of Talent Blazers, uh, EVP, um, lifting uh, the lid on, on stigmas and, and uh, challenges that uh, do occur. Um, I'm curious to know at a high level uh, the steps uh, that you find when you're engaged, your business is engaging with enterprise organisations, you know, that the steps they should be taking. What are what are your recommendations as they think about rolling out an EVP? Okay, so so there's a lot to consider, but I guess step one is understanding um, the employee experience. So research is 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 where it all starts. <clears throat> And typically, there's three areas of the research we um, we look at. The leadership view to get an idea of what we're aligning with from a direction of travel, from a business strategy perspective. Um, you know, what uh, environment and culture and employee experience is required to take the organization forward. Typically, the leaders will give you the aspirational version of what it's like to, to work inside your organization. And actually, that's really important because it gives an idea of of, um, of, of what we need to move towards. Um, the employee view, however, typically gives you a snapshot of today, um, an insight into the, the reality, warts and all, uh, of what it feels like to work inside the organization today. And then finally, the market view. So what do you have to calibrate against? What do you have to differentiate with? And um, that gives you a sense of, how an organization can be the most relevant to the talent audience um, and find white or fresh space in the marketplace when you're trying to uh, get the attention and build affinity and affection with the, with the talent audience internally and externally. So it all starts there with the research, really. Mm -hmm. So you really, uh, are you actually going, recommending that people do go through the candidate experience from competitors as well? 
So it's interesting, isn't it? If you look at the average retail manager, they might walk the floor of their store, you know, eight to 12 times a day. But how many talent leaders apply for jobs and experience their own candidate experience? Um, you know, so applying for jobs elsewhere and understanding what you're up against is important. Um, you know, so, and it can certainly add to your, um, your research mix. We talk to candidates um, and new employees have just gone through your own talent, uh, your own candidate experience, uh, including uh, candidates that actually turn down the job. Um, you know, so looking at it from all angles to get a real objective perspective of what it's like, what it needs to be and what you're up against is advisable so you can move forward, um, you know, and add value to, to your employee experience and uh, build something that's meaningful. And how do you, how do you um, think people should be um, reining in the expectation? Uh, clearly, they want an EVP and they want to move the needle. Um, there's buy-in from the business. Um, how long should that process take, that research phase, um, where you've consumed enough information? So it's a good question. Um, every organization is different depending on, you know, the global footprint, how many employees and so on and so forth. Typically with an organization of 10,000 employees, um, it can take anywhere between three and six months, uh, depending on um, how easy it is to access uh, all the various different people we need to speak to and so on and so forth. But that, that's Typically, it can take between three and six months for a large organization. Do you, dig for, do you recommend uh, people who are leading EBP to, to dig um, into Glassdoor or um, exit interviews? They, it's endless how much information they can consume. When, when do you think enough is, is really enough? So again, great question. You know, typically we want to um, have 5% of the employee audience as a good representative sample. You know, the more you can um, get a really good understanding of all aspects of the organization, the more confidence you can have in the, the, the data and then the distilled insights and the common themes that you, you find. Um, of course, you can go on forever. You know, and we find if research goes on beyond six months, it's kind of the research you started with at the start can can be outdated so that you do have to draw a line somewhere. But looking at the full talent experience, candidate, employee and alumni um, in some degree is really important. And then the other aspect is making sure that you're getting a, a good representative sample from geographic um, tenure, you know, so speaking to people who've been there you know, less than six months versus people have been in an organization for many years. You know, obviously different diversity segments uh, and seniority in the organization as well. So if you're organized, that's all perfectly feasible in a, a fairly short time frame. Uh, and you're right, you do have to draw the line, but you know, they're the main uh, segments that we like to cover off. And, and who are you finding uh, you're now working with compared to um, who you may have been working with a few years ago? Has, has that um, person changed at all? So um, 
We still find 80% of the contracts we sign are with the TA leader, the talent attraction leader. Um, it's not uncommon now that we speak to the CHRO of an organization. Um, and more and more organizations have an employer brand leader, whereas a few years ago, um, it wasn't uncommon for this project to be done on the side of somebody's desk who has a different day job. You know, but the rise in employer brand managers and specialist teams, um, heads of uh, DEI brands, diversity, equity, and inclusion brand as well is, is growing. So organizations are definitely maturing and seem to be more resourced with specialists um, internally, which is fantastic for us. It makes such a difference. So um, if when you guys get approached, uh, what what is your recommendation for the ultimate team, the real ultimate team? To, um, do you need representation from marketing, um, potentially internal comms? Um, or does it just purely sit within talent attraction or TA? So ultimately it doesn't matter where it sits. What matters is we have access to leadership across the organization and we focus on alignment, not just alignment with the main business strategy, but with all of the other initiatives. Um, and what we need more than anything is buy-in. So we always start with, a small um, team that will drive the project forward, the smaller the better actually, otherwise it can we can lose some agility. But then we like to have a wider stakeholder group for key milestone check-ins and making sure we're, we're getting buy-in, uh, keeping people up abreast with what's happening along, along the way. And you know, brand, marketing, DEI, internal comms, learning and development, recognition and reward, operations, IT, all of these leaders are really important because at the end of the day, to activate and for it to really stick and make a difference, it needs to be something that's embraced across the organization. Um, you know, part of the job of a good employer brand is to bring cohesion across all of communication so everything's aligned. When um, when companies are starting, um, do they come to you with a variety of, of um, say ROI that they're, they're they're wanting to to achieve, or do, do they have an idea on on how an EVP can move the needle? And how do you set the expectation of what to achieve once they've executed uh, the, the the project? Yeah, so there's. There's a number of sort of metrics that are synonymous with employer brand. You know, you can download an employer brand dashboard off the internet. You know, um, typically there's a there's a burning desire or there's a there's a, a key motivator for people to reach out to us in the first place. Usually, that's either a retention issue, a reputational issue, or an attraction challenge that is you know, motivating an organization to look at employer brand as a potential solution. Um, but when we start off a project, understanding exactly what's important to the organization, um, what we need to achieve, what does success look like across the organization, not just the initial reason for, for um, initiating the project, that's fundamental. And typically that is different 
for every organization. And we try to tailor a set of uh, metrics that are really aligned with an organization that will help to drive it forward. Um, so the, the standard dashboard off the internet doesn't really cut it and isn't recommended. When do you see um, when do you see an ROI starting to uh, come through? Uh, how long after an EVP's executed? How much how much time do you think companies um, you know, should take to to reflect back uh, on on the work that they've done? So we, we always recommend to launch a new EVP internally first, and I think that's important for from an authenticity perspective but there's an opportunity to lift morale, remind people why they're there and galvanize an internal audience, you know, and that can have a, an immediate impact uh, on productivity and, you know, just getting feedback and authentic content to take externally. That's an important step. When we launch an EVP externally, typically there is a spike in sort of volume of activity, engagement and interaction and, and even applicants what we're looking for is an increase in percentage of valued applicants because what that tells us is the message is resonating with the right uh, people of, in the in the audience not just an increase in in volume and a, a big part of our philosophy and framework the give and get is setting out expectations such that um, unqualified potential candidates are actually repelled from the brand, not compelled towards, um, you know, and it, it resonates with, with, with the right talent audience. Um, so it can have immediate effects. Um, you know, the main thing is you are setting expectations. It's aligned with the organization. You know what success looks like from a reputational perspective. And then you're activating in the most impactful way based on what you're trying to achieve, um, you know, whether that's improving the candidate experience, whether that's generating more authentic stories and validating the employee experience, or uh, a long-term um, big bet that, that we believe is becoming more and more important is actually investing in the alumni experience and making moving the needle from that perspective. An alumni uh, experience that's uh, that's it's definitely um, something that EVP or employee brand should be be thinking about. It it must be uh, low hanging fruit for for any large enterprise organisation um, to to keep them informed. Brian, I feel like uh, I could continue to talk to you for for much longer, but we do have to leave it there. Thank you for joining me on Talent Blazers. It's been a really insightful conversation. Thanks, David. I've enjoyed the conversation.